Well, it's a dynamic duo, we'll be back again. Nothing back with DJ, you better pack it in. You're lacking sense. Trying to tangle with us, scoop up a big black booties in the back of the bus to smack you. You're stealing your lunch, money to search. Ready to feel like just a touch. Only by the end of the day, that's understandable. What can I say? You got strong man to be. Mind, mind, Well, shall we um, shall we have overreact to preseason warm-up games? Why not? Well, we should overreact <laughs> to the WNBA. Sammy, I see you've said, oh, uh, asking yeah, your question, is Doc the Tarassi of podcasting? Uh, no, I'm more like the, the Liz Cambridge of, of uh, podcasting. I'm, uh, carrying, <laughs> you carrying, just pull out randomly. No, that's me. A, <laughs> yeah, pulling out randomly, carrying up maybe a little bit more uh, than I probably should be. Um, I'm kind of looking a little bit kind of like, you know, Cavs era shack, finding a little bit hard to get off the ground. Well, as someone who's desperately trying to prolong their, you know, athletic, competitive athletic life, (laughs) Tarossi is my spirit animal because holy fuck, man, she's like banged up, you know, half broken. Is she going to play at all in these finals? And then also really, 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 really old. Yes, th- thirty nine. Yeah, and had and thirty nine, but has played like two M- WNBA lifetimes because she used to do that insane thing where she would play the WNBA and then go straight to the Russian league. Yep. and play another full WNBA level season in her off season. So yep. it's 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 like LeBron who play, but LeBron playing all year or all, all the time. It's high miles. It's uh, yeah. it's it's like it's like buying a rental car secondhand. You know. You're the- but what, what was it? Her, you know, win or go home games record is like sixteen and two, something insane yeah. like that. Like she almost never loses those games. Yeah. So um, your Phoenix Mercury mm-hmm. uh, managed to get to another final where they appear to be likely to lose. Well, it could be that year, and you know, the, my, my prediction, you know, my very uh, pessimistic, pessimistic prediction that. That was our one chance because Robert Sava would immediately start fucking it up. He's <laughs> already coming yeah, I was true. going to say, are the Mercury owned by the Suns as well? I mean, it's... Far out. It is a very patronising uh, name if it is. It's like, oh, you're just a small... You're a tiny, tiny little speck that orbits us. It's, uh, well, I think, I think the problem is And one day we will swallow you entirely. Another WNBA team already has Sun as their name. Yes, so. singular. Yeah, mm. which, is, which is an interesting decision. But yes, your, um, your owner seems... Uh, determined. Well, we're assuming it's your owner. So he's determined to shortchange DeAndre Ayton out of uh, mm. Max rookie extension. Because um, yeah, there's, there's no I, teams like Sacramento or Minnesota that would, you know, or Charlotte or Chicago or um, the Cavs that would, you know, throw a Max contract at him. Well, no, this is, of course this not. is the thing because because of that deal, uh, because of that that arrangement for for those who don't who aren't across the full fucking punishing minutiae of the deal. It makes um, – would basically turn uh, Aiton into a, a, a restricted free agent whereby the Suns would be able to match whatever somebody else offered him next year. But they could – another team could offer him shitloads of money. The Suns would have to pay him shitloads of money to stay. 
So you've ended up paying a shitload of money anyway, and yet still also seeded a whole lot of doubt in the dude's mind about how dedicated the team are to to wanting him around. So you, you almost got worst of both worlds. But it's it's this is what frustrates me about NBA stuff like this, right? Is it's it's not like this hasn't played out before. Like, well, I was you know, just thinking, do, do they? Gordon Haywood, yeah, this, I guess, is the most recent example. This never goes well. It, it, it basically, you, do, you might as well just say, look, no, we don't want to keep you. So, you know, go find another team. But it's like, where was this level of, of oh, I don't know, this, this level of fucking analytics when Sava decided he wanted to fucking draft him in the first place? If you'd, mm. if you'd put this level of fucking analysis in it, really yeah. cons- thinking and then, then <laughs> thinking about it carefully, you guys would have Luka Doncic right now. Yeah, it's four years too late to suddenly realise that you shouldn't be paying a centre max money in the NBA. Yeah, this, <laughs> this cottage due diligence is a little bit a little bit behind schedule. Oh, God. Welcome to Balls Podcast, episode 299, folks. Oh, I am going to struggle, really, really struggle to support the Mavs in any way, shape, or form this year. I think the Mavs and the Blazers, considering the Blazers doubled down on their poor front office slash coaching choices and had one of those guys that was implicated in uh, healthcare fraud, which was, you know, nice to <laughs> diversify their <laughs> Oh, that was a hell, that was an amazing story that just dropped dropped yesterday was that the, the, the whole bunch of ex-players, basically a whole bunch of uh, do you remember that guy? Is he still in the league? Sort of people from from say about ten fifteen years ago. Just a whole raft of them. The the biggest names were people like Tony Allen and Big Big Baby Davis and a few others. But there was a whole lot of like Sebastian Telfair guys. Like you know, you've heard of that guy kind of names. Uh, we're apparently all allegedly putting in dodgy fucking uh, invoices for non-existent allegedly healthcare stuff in order to to rip off the the NBA's. Um, uh, health insurance for for veterans uh, and retired players. Uh, a similar thing was happening in the NFL uh, a little while ago. So it's not even an original idea. And the fact that they all just rocked up and asked for the same procedure around about the same time. Not too bright. <laughs> no. Not too bright. If you're going to do a workers' <laughs> compo thing, don't be caught playing touch footy the weekend after. Yeah. Not exactly Ocean's 14, that's for sure. Though um, one of our podcast listeners and a mate of mine sent me a message today about J.R. Smith's um, college golf career. Mm. And, and he was saying, how good would it to be on J.R. Smith's college golf team? All right, guys, good win. Um, which strippers are we going to? Yeah. How much cocaine should I order? This is this is like perfect for a remake of like a Rodney Dangerfield movie. Yeah, that's right. You know, back on campus or one of those you know, one of those things where some seedy old man goes back to goes back to uni and just tries to bang all the first years and all that kind of incredibly gross nineteen eighty <laughs> shit. But uh, yeah, this but, this but, feels but, like a real life version of that. The funny thing is, is that JR would just be celebrating the same way he did in NBA locker rooms. It's not like he would be with his shirt off. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Doing heady he does, skulls out of a boot. He does look very weird in golf gear, though. It's it. I had it's it's a weird thing. He does look like he's cosplaying as Michael Jordan. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, you know, there, there's a long proud tradition between NBA and golf. I guess. Yeah, so yeah. It's not that much of a stretch. I mean, I think Steph Curry's actually doing some bits for the NB the NBC's Golf Channel. He's part of their coverage. Yeah, those Warriors guys are like really, really into the golf. 
the really into boring white color rich guy stuff, which is you know probably fits with the the the, <laughs> the brokers and the fucking stakeholders and all the other boring people who are hanging around the the, uh, the team. People who are paying mm. for those ridiculous that ridiculous facility they have. Um, but they did manage to leave uh, leave your boy Wiggins into getting the shot, yeah. not backing down from his bullshit. Just he, he, at least he, he said, you know, I've, I've, it appears I have to take the shot in order to do my job. And a and hundred million people who also need to take the shot to finish do their job went, oh please, please tell us more. Yeah. Um. The the funny the thing I find really funny is constantly in Australian politics, a politician will say something that's obviously fucking wrong like really fucking wrong and the journalists are so scared to call them out on it like it's just like mate you're just flat out lying you know yeah and yet nba journalist like high profile profile nba journalist after nba journalist has just been calling wiggins and Kyrie erling absolute fucking idiots and going what are you guys smoking but that's there's more there's more truth telling in sports journalism than there is in politics True. journalism by a hell yeah, it's, it's the- like it's like the two of them swapped i mean politics journalism is much more about red team versus blue team and strategy and tactics and not in terms of what are the impact these these decisions make on on people's lives but it's more you know how will team x reply to team y you know all this kind of bullshit you know, how their performance was on the day mm. in Parliament House. It's like, well, no, you need to be analysing it the, on the basis of facts and stats and analytics and outcomes the way your fucking sports colleagues do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I don't really know what else to, to take from pre-season other than... Absolutely nothing. I think the Nets, the, the nets will be pretty good. Um, well, they only but, just you know. beat a absolutely starless Bucks team. Uh, today, so obviously they're not as good as the Bucks by that by that um, measure. It's going to feel weird having a full season again. Like eighty, like I wonder whether it's going to really. Soon. I, mean, I, I could see like a, a comet or fucking some sort of tsunami, you know, alien, you know, fucking shit out of a, of a John Birmingham book kind of alien the wave kind of shit. Somehow this season will not will not get completed. And, and that's and that's just you reading reading Kyrie Irving's diary. That's, that's yeah, yeah, not- that's that's <laughs> actually predicted it all. That was his season's predictions. <laughs> he also had he, he didn't have KD as MVP though, so it makes me think he knows something. Um Well what else has been happening in sport? What's been happening in the Premier League? I've just been completely out of like it's almost like the NBA's gone away, and I'm like, right, let's have a break from all sports. <laughs> There's also the uh, the hiding from reality kind of part of it. Yeah, that's um, true. yeah, the, the leads suck. No. Um, they're just not. Uh, they, they're giving up about as many shots as they did last year, but they're um, they're not creating anywhere near as much stuff as they did last year. They got their first win of the season just last week before the uh, before the off season started. So they're playing good football, but they were down down in the relegation spots until last week. So. Did uh, they'll the get Sa- out of it. Saudis but it's not- are, are buying Newcastle. Is that Saudis right? Saudis have got the. So there was a whole lot of opposition to the Saudis buying Newcastle previously, but a lot of it had to do with the fact that the Saudis were. I think we talked about this last year or the year before. The Saudis were, as part of their block, their rivalry or their blockade of Qatar, they were blocking B in Sports, which is a Qatari network that has the rights to Premier League and Champions League and stuff. They were not only blocking the signal, they were also pirating it and and having their own <laughs> channel. And, and the EPL basically said, uh, you're not buying one of our teams if you're going to continue to be, you know, yeah. part, you know, you wouldn't download a football team kind of thing. Um, so they eventually, oh, basically a few days ago, they just said, okay, we'll cut that out and we'll, we'll, we'll stop doing that. 
And the Premier League said, yep, that's fine. No problem at all. You're now fit and proper. You're oh totally, there's God. no problems at all with your ownership. Uh, and there was it's also some like legal thing learned. whereby they, they managed to, re- so they have like, this shell company that will will do the buying for it that's, that's associated with the, the state um, investment um, fund, essentially. Um, and though it has all the same people, it has all the same board members as the royal family, somehow it's not legally the, the same as the Saudi state. So the EPL can on paper say, Oh, this isn't the same. This isn't Saudi Arabia doesn't own, uh, doesn't own Newcastle United. It's, uh, the shell it's, company called PIL. It's Public some, Image Limited. It's some cousin that yes. lives in Newcastle on Tyne. And- it's Bowdy Barabia. Yes, it's them. So, um, but it's almost like the Premier League learned nothing from the Super League thing from last year. Like you would think that you. Absolutely nothing. You would double down on, no, we need this to be local. Let's find a conglomerate of, no, just give us the cash. No, they just give, give us the us cash because we, we want to get cash. Because we want to be bigger than the uh, La Liga and we want to be bigger than fucking every other league. And they are because, I mean, La Liga's because Barcelona and, and Real Madrid basically ran themselves broke mm. and had to, you know, had to devolve. I mean, Barcelona still broke as shit. They had to kind of stop competing in the spending stupid money into the market. So it's uh, it's an absolute clan show. But it, f- it feels like for a lot of people, this is the one, this is the straw that's breaking the camel's back. No no um, ethnic stereotyping intended there. Um, it's like people are saying, well, wh- why, where was this outrage when Manchester City took o- were taken over in 2008? I don't think people even thought about this shit in 2008. No, that's right. Um, Con- context and, it, and timing matters. Yeah. Like, um, you know, we, we talk about it like – you know, off pod all the time about the James Bond franchise. You know, the world's moved on, but the, the, these guys seem like they're a decade behind trying to catch up with with the way viewers view that type of movie. And it's like, well, you know, do you guys want to try and jump ahead of the curve instead of always sort of feeling like you're following what, you know... Just the, making the a series doing? of longer and grimmer... And unfun, fucking turgid movies. Um, well, I, I listened to a few pods this week about uh, the new Venom movie, and just about every single one of them started with, "This movie is fun because it's eighty nine minutes. It's ridiculous," which is what people used to say about the Bond movies. It's ridiculous. It's cra- You know, it has no bound, no, no uh, grounding, no grounding in, reality, in reality whatsoever. Reality, yeah. but for but it's eighty nine minutes, and and by like it goes. So quick that you don't, you get to the end and you're like, your brain doesn't have time to catch up and actually start critically thinking. If it goes for two and a half fucking hours, it's like, uh, you guys, this is getting a bit, this is yeah. getting a bit silly. The absolute worst thing that they did with Bond was, was think that they had to grant it in gritty realism. I mean, the yeah. whole idea is fucking preposterous. Preposterous. Yeah. A magical fucking secret agent dude who goes by an actual name, although presumably they're going to, with the, the new one, they're going to say, they're going to f- go along with this sort of fan written idea that it's all a bloody, it's a, it's a code name that's handed on from agent to agent sort of thing, uh, given that Craig's out of the Yeah, but even, the even still, if you walk in, if you walk into a pub and go, yeah, it's my like, name's Hi, James Bond. Hi, I'm, I'm under my government <laughs> name. G'day, everyone. <laughs> Everyone, I'm here to rip shit off. It's just, it's such a, it's fucking ridiculous. And I know this is partly because you and I grew up in the era where yeah. every fucking Friday night or Saturday night on Channel 10, there would be a, a James Bond movie and it would probably be either a late Rod, uh, Sean Connery or a Roger Moore. It was generally the Roger Moore ones. 
Uh, and and that's the kind of bond that we grew up with. And it was always, there was always a knowing wink. And a lot of them were cheesy as shit, but it didn't fucking matter because that's what worked. And all this fucking, you know, the bond who, you know, was beaten as a child kind of stuff. It's not, it's not any fun. I mean, what do people go to? People don't go to movies to watch a fucking some miserable prick for two hours, 47 minutes, chase some ludicrous fucking baddie around who is his brother's fucking second cousin's fucking real estate agent. That was the other thing that annoyed me about the whole uh, Craig uh, Bond thing is that everyone seemed to have to have some ridiculous fucking interbred interrelationship with each other, such and such as the daughter of of him and he used to work for her. And I was like, none of this is fucking necessary. Anyway, um, <laughs> welcome back to our sports podcast. <laughs> well, it tells you how much sport there is on at the moment. Uh, you know, it, it, actually, the, the interesting thing is that the, the two bits of sport I have been interested in recently have both been women's sport, which is the WNBA and the and the uh, the cricket between India and, and Australia, which I, re- I really like this uh, mixed points format, you know, where yeah. you – you play the tests, the one days, and the T20s, and then you have a winner. Someone wins the contest. It's like there's meaning all the way through. Yeah. Um, you know, and the t- and the test is given more weighting, and the T20s are given the least amount of weighting. And I don't but know. But the T20s just- still matter because at the end of a tour, I mean, if if you because this was always the problem when say England would come out for an Ashes tour, and the yeah. Ashes. Battle would be the, the the main point of it, and then there'd be a one day series at the end, and people would be like, "No mm-hmm. one would give a flying fuck." Yeah, unless they, they even if they tried to put make it part of a tri series, you know, and, and try to create interest that way, it was always a struggle to, to make people give a fuck. Yeah, um, I see that. Goal, I think last week's episode, I did mention at one point we're talking about the test match, and I said, "Oh, the weather hasn't packed up yet." Half an hour after yeah, I said that, just bucketed down. It was <laughs> fucking biblical deluge. <laughs> They're going to have another game today. Good luck to them. I hope, I hope they get some decent yeah, it's supposed to rain. It's supposed to piss down tomorrow, so they've they've managed to slide it in tonight. So Yeah. Um, and the other thing with women's cricket too is that it's just the, the rest of the world's catching Australia. Like Australia sort of had a yeah. jump because it's professionalism and now, you know, I guess as coaches and methodology catches up, you know. Yeah, every, although this Australian team's lacking quite a few... Yeah, yeah, players, they're, they're, so. they're they're sort of really going down into their depth. That's that's true, um, but like um, uh, Dan Lebecki likes to 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 joke about you know they he's only not bat- a, he's not a fucking American swimmer. It's like Katie Lebecki, Dan Lebecki. <laughs> um, you know they only bat down to nine and and you know bowl seven deep now instead of you know batting to eleven and and every person can bowl. <laughs> yes. The overall, the overall level's gone up anyway. Yeah. So if Kyrie only, I mean, uh, KD seems to think Kyrie's going to, there's going to be something worked out. Uh, he sort of seems to be confident. But even if that thing is that the Kyrie only plays the away games, he would, if he still did that, he would still play more games than he has in the past in terms of the number of games he's played for the Nets. So maybe they're thinking, you know, if, if Kyrie can have all these injury games when he's supposed to be playing at home, maybe that's the way around it. Well, I just think they should trade Kyrie for Simmons. No, they're going to trade Simmons for Boban. <laughs> That's one thing I saw in 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 preseason was was Boban draining threes, and you laugh, but Boban has got like three times as many made three pointers in in competitive NBA games yeah, as Ben yeah. Simmons does. 
Well, Aldridge was draining threes today, so yeah. But Aldridge always was a good. Yeah, you know, yeah he was. He, he was a good. He was he, a mid-range guy, but he he could hit threes when he was when he was at, at Portland. Yeah, he's one of those guys that it's more philosophical than technical. It's like he sort of feels more comfortable in the mid-range. So, yeah, um, I think it's also. I mean, the Spurs have, ne- have never seemed to want to go back and play. It's ever since that 2014 Spurs team, we haven't seen a team play like that. You haven't seen a Spurs team play like that or want to play like that. I mean, they've been, mm. they've not been that that team. I mean, admittedly, a lot of it's to do with you know Manu and Tony and and you know even even Tim being able to play that kind of basketball, but they just haven't been that been that team. It does feel like this year's going to be another kind of you know please hold your team is, is important to us kind of year. It feels like they are kind of. Treading water, which is a bit odd when you're at the end of of, of someone's career, but it, it looks like it's the it's going to be. Surely this is the end of Pop. Yeah, like I don't want them. Like I think I actually think Becky Harmon is a, a good natural cultural next coach for the Spurs, um, and I hope that she doesn't leave because you know she needs to get her opportunity elsewhere. Yeah, like, um, one of the challenges I, is that she's been, you know, as as she's be- gone further towards, you know, she's become more of a lead assistant. The Spurs have kind of got worse. Now that's not on her, no. but it, it in terms of being a hot prospect, they tend to look. You always look for the for the lead assistant on the team that suddenly made a big leap. Yeah, and and you know, Becky's not that at the moment because mm. uh, the team is, you know, unless unless they unexpectedly, you know finished eighth or something this year. Uh, watch them go to the finals because, you know, it'll be a year like last year. But, um, yeah, yeah. That, the iron is not hot. They're a team that absolutely should trade for Simmons because they, while they have good third, fourth, fifth, sixth players, they don't they don't have anyone even remotely pushing that potential. Like, whatever you say about Simmons, he, he has a potential to be a top 10, top 15 player in the NBA. Yeah. Like it, and, it's and the Spurs there. could could build a team around. Uh, they're in a position that like they would be one of the teams who could uh, feasibly build a team around Simmons, and they would have this, the coaching skill to make that work. Yeah. The only problem is they'd be in the West, so they'd, they'd be fighting for thirteenth with the fucking Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah, it's just nuts, isn't it? Um, yeah, like that. That someone said today. Oh, the T the T Wolves look like they're you know they're going to be um, you know this scrappy work hard team and it's like that's great you st- that's like once upon a time you could if you worked really hard and had a couple of talented players that was probably sixth in the east but that's still it's i, I realize the get you the, yeah the east is better now and then you look yeah. in the west and you go and, we, and we, we'll get into this more next week when we do our uh annual nba season preview slash Wins pool draft, uh, which has ne- quite nicely fallen into being uh, episode three hundred of the Bulls podcast. But you, you count down the, the the West, and you think of all the teams that that are good. You got those both teams in LA are, are going to be finish higher than them. You've got the the Suns aren't going the away. The Warriors are going to be back. The Warriors. I mean, even if the Warriors, you know, don't get you don't make a trade for anyone, they're still going to be still going to be decent. Uh, Utah, uh, Portland aren't going away. Fuck, Memphis should be better. Memphis are going to be decent. There's one. There's one team that right there that I'm just, is just screaming at me, and I can't remember who it is. Well, <laughs> de- like like Denver, Denver. Denver. That's exactly it. I was trying to think of who's the like other team de- in the Northwest. The entire Denver, Northwest is ahead of them. De- Denver are my side that I'm like 
like my league pass side, even though I don't have league pass anymore. Yeah, fake league pass, stolen league pass. Because, you know, they they just – they draft these guys that I'm just intrigued to see how they go. Like this Bones Highland guy was just absolutely ripping into Patrick Beverly today just going – I'm more talented than you are, motherfucker. I can hit threes and I can actually do stuff. And I just really don't care about your junkyard dog reputation. We're yeah. better than you. And it's, like guys like although that. Although he does think- have a name, he sounds like he sounds like the drummer from some fucking seventies funk ensemble. <laughs> On the skins, Bones Highland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um Yeah, so I just I just I just think they're gonna be fun to watch. And and they've got they've got this guy that's legit could turn into a top 10 player in the NBA and everyone's like, yeah, but his back's going to fail. And it's like, well, he played a lot of games last year. Um, uh, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he fell in an injured heap, but, man. That, that could happen that, to anyone. Yeah. And, and if he makes the jump, then, you know, Murray coming back That'll really having to be, to, to, be the third, <laughs> to be the third banana is going to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, they do have a problem in, the, in their distant future, given that they have to offer. I mean, they've, they've offered uh, Michael Porter uh, Jr. the big bag, yeah, uh, and they are going to need a big ba- a truck full of big bags. And at some point, they're not going to have a big enough truck because mm. they play in Denver and they can't even get their own get their games on their own local television network. So, the the other thing I, I like about Denver is just how happy Aaron Gordon looks. <laughs> he just looks like well, a he's guy in Denver. That's been- Weed is legal. <laughs> he looks like a guy that's been freed from purgatory. Well, yeah, uh, he doesn't have to go to work in fucking Orlando anymore. Yeah, mm. I mean, the East might have improved, but there's still lots of teams like Orlando in them. Yeah, that's true. Who, like, just don't seem to know how to build a, a like a, an actual NBA team. They're owned by the idiots behind Amway, so they only know how to build parasitic um, fucking pyramid sales corporations. They don't know how to actually build anything that remotely looks like a responsible corporate structure. Yeah. yeah. But uh, in terms of weed, they saw that the the NBPA were very proud that uh, they were able to extend the moratorium on testing for weed during the season. Mm. Uh, they haven't no no official position on vaccination, but you know, make sure we don't we don't get tested for weed. It's good good to have priority straight. Yeah, look, th- th- that's just like as soon as you know half the states went this shit's legal. Uh, it was always going to be problematic to to yeah. um. You know, to 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 stop it, I guess. Yeah, and this is only a problem because of the uh, let's be honest, the color of, of the majority of the players. You know, yeah. if this was if this was a nice you know a nice white league, no one would give a shit because to, you know, that's the way America works. Mm-hmm. Um, and on that positive note, Doc. Yeah, <laughs> I've run. I've, I'm out of practice, mate. I've run out of wine already. <laughs> well, yeah, I've, I've, I've finished my beer, so I'll. Uh, I think that brings to an end our, our, our. We're coming back. This is a preseason uh, balls podcast. We're coming mm. back after a after an off off season. We're both carrying a few too many kilos. We need to run up a few more yeah. fucking sand dunes. Uh, is- we need to be start training the house down, and and you know. Come back with you know we need to be staying to post fucking shots of us shooting three pointers un, you know uncontested. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna post a picture of me just with the microphones you know prowling around the the deck pretending to yeah. have have takes about the Lakers. Yeah, I need that. I need that fucking. I need some um, shot doctor to post some shit about me on the Instagram. Just 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 firing off takes from distance. Uh, all right, dude. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, with. 
uh, friend of the show, Adam H. Photo, for a mm. traditional three-handed... Under his, uh, under his new contract terms, too. So Under his new contract terms, where uh, he doesn't have to be nice about Rupert Murdoch, which is delightful, because that guy we, is an ancient we, scrotum we, and can fuck off and die. Uh, not, not Adam. We've, we've been saving up so many News Limited takes, but waiting for this day. So. Yes, the News Unlimited takes. All right, Doc. Catch you next week, folks. See ya. Gary has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. Still doesn't know. I did. I'm, I, 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 sm- I smashed that wine. I'm like, holy shit, you're supposed to make this last for like 40 minutes, dude. Just just chill out. <laughs> That's all right. We've got the half an hour. I did not realise Tarossi was married to Penny Taylor. There you fucking go. Okay. They're, and they're having a baby together. Well, I heard that one. I saw in that tweet that one of the things was that, what issues was that she was um, they're expecting. Yeah, um, she might have had to fuck off and and cut the cord. Mm. Uh, man, the 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 WNBA in Australia is really fucking tightly linked, isn't it? Well, probably one of the other only other countries that takes it seriously. Yeah. Well, the AIS has got a lot to do with that in terms of having an actual structure. Yeah, because Phoenix has a. Yeah, Sandy Brondello's the coach, so they got an Australian coach as well. So, ah, all right, I'm going to go and have another one of your my lovely free balls podcast whiskeys. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, I might, as, start I might the- as well. I might as well enjoy them while they last. Well, I have to say, you have to start the process of trying to win another one uh, yes. next week. So, the, the the preseason starts now, sort of thing. I, I have to say that winning one has given me the taste. It's like, all right, John, no more, no more speculative bullshit picks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, don't no long no long shots no no. I believe in Charlotte to win the third seed in the East. Come on, a little bit a little bit more serious than that. I'm more likely to go. Actually, it was perfectly fun just <laughs> not having to worry too much about winning. Oh uh, dear. <laughs>